Welcome into a bonus edition. Hooray bonuses of the Train with the Best podcast. I'm Craig Hoffman alongside Chris Gores. Our guest today is Coach Martino Savage. He is a trainer here in the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area. He's worked with NFL guys, but he's got a really cool combine coming up that we wanted to let him come on and talk about because, as he explains, like the purpose of why he wants to do this is really cool, um, is to, to find a way to help kids out and, and what is for Chris, you and I, our local community, to help these athletes get to, to the top levels. And I, I think that's cool, so we wanted to give him the chance to do that and, and talk about him as a trainer as well. He's a guy who's worked with some, some pretty special guys. Yeah, not only does he work with some of the top pros, but you know he, he definitely spends a lot of time working within the community. A lot of the high school kids here, especially in the Ashburn, Loudoun County area, um, and I think that's really important. I think it's important to make a positive impact on the community to offer something to these kids that, you know, can help them develop not only as a person but as an athlete and, you know, as hopefully get them into college and, and, and you know, help their career development. I'm not, I, we didn't talk about this beforehand, but I'm going to spring it on you right now. Um, when you think of, like, a coach to help shape you as a kid, is there anyone that, that immediately comes to mind? Oh, uh, I can't think I, of any one particular. You know, I'm, I'm the type of person that learns from everybody, so I've, yeah. I've had some great— We've definitely talked about a lot of different mentors. Yeah, I've, I've learned—I've had some, some great mentors. I've had some terrible mentors, <laughs> and I've learned a lot from all of them. Um, you know, when I was in high school, my coach, uh, Tom Kolar at Good Council High School— he was a guy that uh, just kind of told me or taught me how to do everything the right way, uh, taught me how to just try to live my life with class, be a gentleman, be be somebody that was going to behave well, be respectful towards others. Um, you know, and then I got to Cornell and, you know, my coach Mangurian and coach Ron Prince, who I think they're still in the league right now. But yeah, Ron they, Prince, that name sounds familiar. I'm pretty sure he's still Yeah, I think he's with Detroit right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, they kind of just brought that dog at me. Like it was like, all right, cool. Yeah, you want to be a gentleman, you want to be respectful, but you, you still got to be a dog. Like you got to compete, and you gotta, you gotta, you gotta have this desire to win because winning is everything. And you know, so so they that I, I learned a lot from them. Um, and then you know, just from my uncles, from my dad, from teammates from other trainers you know i had i had trainers like lee summers who we had here on this show yeah um the guys i looked up look up into this industry are, are guys like uh dennis logan joel sanders um uh, we just talked to one david alexander yeah uh, for an, sure another one that i hope to get on the show really really soon is scott moody and the one thing that they all have in common is not only are they doing great things in this industry but they're also fathers just like me mm-hmm. so you know i have a I have a special amount of respect for people who are doing it along with balancing a family life. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I think to my coach that, that I had growing up, um, Jeff Deason, who was a, you know, for me it was rec league uh, playing basketball, but like he was a member of my, my temple community too. Um, you know, this the same guy taught me my, my Haftorah for my bar mitzvah is, was my basketball coach later, but like Jeff had a, had a pretty big impact on me. Um, you know, obviously my dad, I mean, in some ways, like my older cousin, Scott, like you have these people around you. And so what's cool about what Savage is doing is, you know, he looks at his life and says, I don't necessarily, I didn't really have that person who showed me the path. And so on top of creating an atmosphere where kids can, you know, get tested on, on the football field and prepare themselves for bigger combines ahead, 
he wants to be that person and, and so that's really admirable and that's why we wanted to have him on on top of you know talking about the combine and where we'll start though is actually one of the guys uh, at, at, on the other end of that who's come out from high school and a good college career and is now making some noise in the pros so here's our interview with uh, with coach Martino Savage here on the train with the best podcast our guest today on the Train with the Best podcast is a trainer here in Northern Virginia. He's joining us in studio, quote unquote studio, at the home studio of, of me <laughs> right. today, as right. opposed to uh, your, your home studio, Chris. Uh, Martino Savage, so he goes by, um, doing a, a cool event coming up. Got a high school combine, middle school combine coming up. But he's also worked with some of the NFL's best, including, oh, we got to start here, though, real quick. You work with Mo Harris this summer. Oh, yeah. And uh, Mo, Mo made himself quite the catch on Saturday. Oh, yeah, Mo's all over the place right now. What what? What makes Mo Harris special when you've worked with him in the past? Um, and how not surprised I'm guessing were you about what he was nah, able to do? Not at all. Um, he's a freak athlete. Um, he's a big body. We were just talking um, myself and my my videographer. We were just talking about it. Like, man, we were talking about Chris Thompson has some of the best feet I've trained. And I was like, yeah, Mo, Mo's up there too. But he's just a big, a bigger body, big, a longer body. He can move. He can run and. He's all over ESPN and everywhere else. Right. Yeah, I can see he can catch now. Um, but it, it was it, he was doing all that stuff in training, you know. Right. So it was like, he's here now. Right. Yeah, and if you talk to people who follow Cal football, he's been doing this yeah. for quite, quite some time. He's been doing this at Cal. He's been doing this. Obviously, he's been doing it in the Peace Squad for the last couple of years. And, you know, even some of the guys that we talk to, we know that Mo is a, is a player. He just needs an opportunity. And, and yeah, that and might be it. Might be that's the crazy thing, too, is um, – they, he was on Grant Danny on the fan on Monday, and they asked him, you know, like, have you ever made a catch like that before? And he's like, yeah, I won that I think was better at Cal. Um, yeah. And, you know, you asked Kirk about it. Yeah. Um, and he's like, yeah, he made one like that last week in practice. Yeah, everyday stuff, man. Yeah, all the Everyday stuff. So look, every time I train, two or three one-hand grabs. Yeah. And it was like it's nothing. I remember, I remember <laughs> the same conversation that was happening about Odell. I'm not putting more, Mo on the Odell level yet, but right. when – when Odell was coming out and it was like between him and Sammy, everybody was talking about Sammy Watkins. Everybody was like, Sammy's the guy, Sammy's the guy, Sammy's the guy. And we were like, watch for this dude Odell. Like he didn't right. he didn't get that much going on at LSU, but this dude was catching one hands on kick returns. Right, that was my favorite thing that Odell one ever did. Was yeah. And so, and so we were like, and, and just knowing Odell, it was like, he was like, he, even if you ask him to, 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 to this day, like between him and Sammy, like it's still a sore subject for him because he just wanted to prove that he he was the best wide receiver in that draft. So I just remember him and Exos just being like, "Look, Sammy's gonna get all this press, but watch when I get my run, I'm gonna I'm gonna separate myself and, and show that I'm the dude in this league." Yeah, yeah. That's, I think where that's where Mo's at right now, trying to. Yeah, I'm gonna get my spot on this team. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Grabs in practice, I'm gonna do it in the game too. So. Yep. Shout out to Mo. Yeah, keep, and hey, Mo money. <laughs> yeah, keep getting yeah. your bags, man. Yeah, no, and he um he his other catch in that game too, I think is is actually probably more important. Like the one handed catch is nice, but to be able to show the the technical proficiency on a route, which is stuff that you guys I know worked on, right. you know that 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 foot efficiency, you know, really getting in and out of a break, things like that. Um, attacking the ball, that, that stuff's important to, to that coaching staff, and so it's cool to see. We want to talk about combine training, though, um, and so let's just let's leave it open. When I, when I say combine training to both of you guys yep. who, who do it on, you guys have both done it on the, on the high school level, both done it on, the, on the college guys going getting ready for the pros. Uh, Savage, start with you. Like what, what does combine training mean to you? What are some of the objectives that you feel like you have to meet um, in, in a combine training setting? Um, 
definitely want to be in the best shape of your life, um, going into everything, and uh, you want to be evaluated, see where you are. Wherever you are, you, you want to be the best, you want to be able to put out the best numbers you can, you know, put up the best reps, run the, run, run the best 40, because um, at the end of the day, you know, at the, at the NFL and collegiate level, um, it's about your chip, it's about your draft stuff. Um, it, it plays a big part now. Um, but for high school kids, I think it's just um, an opportunity to see, for coaches to see where their athletic athleticism can go and how it can fit into their system, which, are, which, are, which they're being recruited for. So um, I think that's where they differ. But um, I think the NFL is a little, a little bit more precise. Everything needs to be done right. You got to know your steps. You need to, because you, you run, you running against a clock. You know, in high school, it's kind of preparation, um, getting familiar, unless you're somewhere like uh, like an underarm combine or like uh All-American combine. Um, but other than that, um, I just think people need to be in the best shape of their life and ready to dominate. Focused, you got to be mentally tough, you got to be dialed in. You know, it has to be, it's a test. Yeah. You know, this is that's the SAT for athletes. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I think I think the uh, the biggest difference is like the the value of that data. What is what is a coach going to get out of that data that they take from a high school combine versus coming into the pro? So if you're taking a look at a college uh, prospect who's coming in, those college coaches really value that data because it's impossible for them to go out there and scout all 50 states and see all these different athletes. So they want to be able to get good information and see what can this athlete do? Can they run a 40 in less than four, six? Can they run this five, 10, five? Can they do what's their vertical jump? Like those things matter on the high school level. And then it also matters who's running that combine, right? Because anybody can just go out there with a stopwatch and say, this guy runs a four, two out there with their iPhone and things like that all the time. So, so, so you have to take a look at 40, right? So you have to take a look at who's running that combine. Um, you know, is that value? Is that data actually valuable? Is that something that the coaches are going to trust on the NFL level? By this time, the NFL scouts and the NFL coaches have so much film on you and so much information on you. So as long as that data matches up with what they think that you are, if you're a 4-3, guy and you run a 4-2, 4-3, cool, that's what they expected you to do. If you're a 4-3 guy and you come in and run a 4-8, 4 that's, that's a big difference from what they expected from you. So that's where, that's where that, that still kind of matters. But you and I talked about this going out to Indianapolis last year and just talking to the coaches and stuff. Those coaches aren't even there for the, for the 40-yard dashes and the 5 10 right. and stuff because it's like, look, we, we know who these guys are. We've seen the film. We know what they can do. As long as everything kind of matches up with, with what we expect these players to do, as long as Len Fournette comes out here and he's kind of within that range of what we expect him to be, we're good. <laughs> we're if he comes out here, yes. Yeah, exactly. So... I think I think that's the that's the difference. And, and when you're talking about getting those high school level guys ready, I think it's just about hey, look, you got to get ready for this moment because you're going to step out there, and for the first time, you're not going to be the guy on your high school team. You are probably the guy. You're the guy that we design plays for. When it's third and long, we're throwing you the ball. You know, you're you're the guy that's going to get all the carries on this team. And then and then you get out there on a high level high school combine and now all of a sudden you're out there with fifty other guys who are also the guy. 
You know what I mean? And then how are you going to react to that? Are you going to step up to the line and do something that you've never done? You know, because when I, when I work, I, I know you probably do the same thing. When I work with these high school kids, just like, listen, I'm going to make this 40 start routine like a free throw routine so that when you get up there, this is what you have. You have the line, you have your feet. This is how you set up. Make sure you do this when you yes. step there because you get up there, like I said, you're going to be nervous. There's going to be all these people around you. Cameras are there. Everybody's out there with their stopwatches. And then you start getting tight. You start getting nervous and you don't run a good time. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I try, to, I try to drill it into them. Same thing on the NFL level, but again, we have we kind of have an expectation. These guys have been through it before. They've played in big games. They've been through big moments, and you know it's a little bit different. Yeah, I think a lot of times um, the kids they they gotta start trusting. Right. You know, it's about their confidence. Um, a lot of kids will see some kid run a great time and have a little different stance. I see the I seen the kid at a combine switch his whole yeah. shebang up. Yeah. <laughs> switch his whole. It's crazy. You know and. Like you said, you, it needs to be a free throw routine. This is everyday stuff. Yep. You yeah. know, you wake up, you put on your underwear, and you brush your teeth. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Same That's thing. it. You step up to the line, get yourself set. Whatever whatever that routine is, stick to it. Yeah, go. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, leave it, I'll even tell them, like, we have to practice that. I want you to practice through this routine, getting in and out of your starting stance 20 times tonight, and I'll see you tomorrow. You know what I mean? Something like yeah, that. Exactly. Exactly. Reps. What other kind of mental training do you try to, to put in, whether it's in the drills, whether it's just building up confidence? What, um, what are some of the ways you get guys prepared for that moment? A lot of things are quick. Quick, and I like to say things once. Combine setting. Yep. You got to coach say things one time. You get one explanation, one demonstration, go. You mess up, that's your rep for the day. Yep. You know, And you only get two reps, so everything's very limited. So I try to train in simulation for that. You know, I'm Real quick with my speech, like I talk fast now, real quick with my speech, show you. I'm going to tell you again just because I know I talk fast and I got fast feet, so it's going to look a little different than them. Then they got to go. A lot of times people are shy away, you know, get big eyes and everything, but um, I think once you get a hang of it, you're good. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and, and overall confidence. Yeah. And that's huge. I'm telling you, like, these high school combines, it gets to be a bit of a show. It's, it's a circus at these high school combines because yeah. they have a million kids out there. It's not like when you get out to the NFL. I mean, there's 30 guys out there, maybe, at most in your group. So it's not, it's not like you have 100 guys sitting there watching you and then you've got, you know, 25 minutes in between reps and stuff. Like, you know who's going to be in there. The NFL limits who can actually be in the stadium. So it's not like you got the parents out there yelling at you and stuff like that. You know, I think that's a that's a big thing when you come to these high school events. You got to get them prepared for that, yeah. and you know, put, putting in those reps and putting in, you know, getting them ready for what drills they're going to do, so that you give them the instructions, so that they know what they hear and they know what to be prepared for, and then they're ready to go to to actually just run the drill correctly, like you said. Cool. That that's such a huge difference right. between that kid that just thinks that he's just going to show up to the combine and, you know, I'm going to be the guy. It's just not. That's just not going to happen, right? I think it's that's such a good point. The drills don't change. No. So right. like, hey, we're going to get up and run the five ten five. It's not today. Could be the thirteen seven six. Like, right. we're not. We're Shit. not. We're not making up the yardage markers. Yep. We're not. You know, uh, demanding that you start one direction versus the other. We're not changing how you're going to draw your L on the three cone drill. Like that stuff's the same. Yep. So yep. if you can teach them, and and that in many ways is I think the frustration with combine training versus yes. football training is 
I'm training you for a drill. I'm training yeah. you to run in an L as fast as you can. Right. I'm training you to run five ten five as fast as you can versus going and running a route, pursuing right. a running back if you're a, a, a defensive player. Like right. whatever it is, like it's 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 a different test that you're training for. So how do you balance training for the test versus training well, yeah. so, so for w- real life becoming a better football player? And what you just said is absolutely true and is why coaches have kind of especially on the NFL level, they've started to not value the information as much because they know if, if a guy gets in front of a coach like a Martino or like me or if, you like, if you're in front of Dennis Logan or Nick Winkleman, they're going to show you how to run a fast 5-10-5. You don't even have to be that fast. Like I could make somebody run 4-2-5-10-5 right now just to showing them the steps and saying, like, yeah. hey, it's 3-7-3, it's three, three. like this is what you get. Right. And then we just practice that until until they're fast. So the, the, the information kind of comes down a little bit. But then there's two parts, right? So it's like when you, when you talk about combine season, you're really talking about pre-draft, right? right? So it's not just, hey, what happens at your combine? you got to get you ready for your pro day if you're going out to, to work out for teams and things like that. We talked about this with the NBA combine. At the NBA combine, we're not really in the, in the whole draft process. It's not necessarily getting them ready for just a combine day, but we got to get them ready for – when they have to fly out to Sacramento to go work out, and right. then they have to fly out the next day to Philly to work out, and then they got to fly to New Orleans to work out. And that's out. exactly what that's you're crazy. talking about. They better be in the best shape of their life because right, exactly. you have to stand up to, st- to something that is way more than just one, two, or three pace. days. Yeah, endurance and that's pace. It. And if you train at a – some days I go slow at, at the beginning, then all of a sudden, boom, we spitting out reps. Then you get slowed back down, and boom, we spitting out reps. Um, yeah. You got, you got to know how to roll with the punches. You know, yep. if you, you you hit, you gotta you gotta punch back. Um, like like you said. Um, but I think a lot of times with these drills, that the balance comes from the drills. There's a lot of things that are interchangeable. So you could be training five ten five, but you also training a route. Right. Mm-hmm. Throw a ball. Right. Catch it. You right. know. But like you say, mm-hmm. if you 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 have to be able to be good with and without the ball. You know what I'm saying? The ball is just the purpose of your sport. You know what I'm saying? I think a lot of times I do drills where I, I do train a combine drill and a position drill at the same time. But like you said, you have to know your steps. Right. You have to know your technique, and you got to trust it. Yeah. You, you, that's, that's the main difference. Yeah. Trusting your technique, knowing your technique, knowing your steps, then execute when you get yeah. out there. Yeah, it's almost like like you have to treat the 5-10-5 like it's its own route. Like if this is 5-10-5 day – you, you straight up just tell them this is five ten five day. This isn't this isn't necessarily how we're going to run your routes. Although it does transfer, yeah. but this is how we run our five ten five, or especially for our defensive guys, right? Because our defensive guys cut like defensive players ready to make a tackle. They don't cut like they can cheat and know exactly where they're going to go next. Yeah. So for our defensive guys, we have to tell them, look, you know where you're going next. Run to this cone, start cheating, lean this way because we're coming back this way. This is a five ten five. This isn't football anymore. You know what I mean? Like you've seen me do that. Like when I when I take, when I talk to like Lorenzo, I'm like, like this isn't football. Let's let's run this like the drill. Don't run this like a football game. Right. You know what I mean? And, and we're just you different see. than how you coach Cobb. Yeah, because exactly. he's an offensive guy. Like one of my favorite things is watching the chase drill that you guys do yep. um, this summer. And yep. you know you he got Lorenz, Lorenzo <laughs> Alexander out there, who's a, a 34 year old yeah. uh, linebacker, and Randall Cobb, who's a 28 year old 
I'm, you know, uh, I'm not going to throw those numbers out wh- there. Whatever it is. Let's wh- just say that, yeah. In his, in, his <laughs> athletic, in his athletic prime, one of the fastest receivers in the league. Yeah. And Randall cannot catch Lorenzo on a reaction no drill because he is not used to reacting to somebody. Answer. He's used to dictating the action. Yeah. Right. It's completely different in the, in the way that they operate. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, I think, I think you just have to kind of, when you're, when you're training for these things, you, you let the athletes know, this is what we're training for. And it, and it helps them a lot. And even though there is balance and transfer and, and, and everything kind of connects to each other, yeah, the, the, the combine is almost its own sport, right? It's almost like its own track and field event that you, that you have to train for. And then, and then we have our routes and then we have our defensive position drills and things like that. Yeah, a lot of times it's its own sport. It's its own sport. A lot of guys don't do it again. Yeah, no, they yeah, never do. A lot of guys don't do it again. You yeah. know, go to your combine, don't got to get tested. Well, I, I know guys it. that will go out there and run a 4-3, and they'll never run a 4-3 again. Yeah, and they'll tell you. Yeah, I'm not I running a 4-3. <laughs> I'm running 4-6 right now, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but I can ball. <laughs> yeah, right. that's, that's it. Right. That's, that's what you have it. to rely on. And, you know, some, sometimes you you get out there and the, the, you might not have to do it six, seven years in your career. You all of a sudden you have to, you're, you have to go to a workout and it's like, yeah. Oh, Hey, we're going to run you at 40 today. You're going to what? I right. haven't run one of those. In yeah, forever. exactly. But you better, you know, you, you just go like, look, I've got all yeah. this tape, like watch the tape. And really yeah. that, that becomes the least important part of yeah. the workout. I think in a lot of ways, the 40 gets overemphasized by, by people in my business, you it, know, in, in the is. media, it's the easiest time to consume. How fast do you run straight? Like it is that simple, and, and I tell, so and I tell you, you watch, like, the other the other part of that that you guys maybe don't, or maybe you kind of just gloss over is the fact that look, like if you think about Usain Bolt, Usain Bolt doesn't run his fastest times in January. He peaks. Right. He he plans his four year cycle right. to peak at the we Olympic talked about final this with uh, with Lee Summers. Yeah, we talked about it with Lee Summers. We talked about it with Sean. We talked about it with Dennis. They are planning to peak there. They, they're not planning to peak at the world championships or whatever. So those times don't even count, right? He's going to run his 955 or whatever it is at that specific time in the year. He's not going to run it anytime else. You know what I mean? So when you're talking about combine training, we know the date of the combine. We are training them to peak. Everything is meant for them to peak on this day. And right. then after that day, they're probably not going to run that again. Right. Maybe again at their pro day, and then that's it. Right. You know? But a couple it, weeks later. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A couple weeks later. Exactly. Uh, it's, it's also a very different kind of training than getting ready for off-season training. Right. Uh, or it, with off-season training, I think one of the things that um, is a really great line that, that you've said on this pod before is we're getting you ready for the start of camp with off-season right. training. Off-season training isn't designed to get you ready for the regular season. It's, ready to do, it's designed to get you ready for training camp. Right. That's combine right. training is designed to get you ready for the combine. That is a peak thing, not a right. pre-peak thing. Right. Um, for your combine that you got coming up, tell us a little bit about this this event that's coming up. I'm um, hosting it in, in Maryland um, at a at a facility called the Sanctuary, um, and it's we're hosting it, opening it up toward to uh, middle school and high school kids. Um, and the purpose is to get these kids confident and ready to run when they go to their seven on seven tryouts. Their right. Uh, Whatever, um, whatever combine they're they're going into, they think they're going to go to VTO combine. They think they're going to go to um, the opening that they have over in um, Centerville every year. You need to be ready, and you need to know your numbers now. So basically, it's an evaluation, um, but we're also going to give them training, mm. and it's awesome. Yeah, and also give them their uh, position drills as well. So we're going to evaluate them, train them. And get them educated on things that they need to do by themselves if they don't have somebody around the area. 
Yeah. So we're inviting kids from D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. I don't care if you got two left feet, you know, if <laughs> yep. you've never done it before. This is where you need to get familiar. So it's basically to get these kids familiar. And I'm having four events um, December 23rd, um, January 6th, uh, February 3rd, and February 24th. So it's four opportunities for them. And that last opportunity, I want to have a bunch of kids come back and retest. You know, mm, so if you cool. if you've been there before, you're get you'll get invited back and you'll have a chance to see where 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 how you've grown and what else you need to do now. And what else you need to do next and and really I'm gonna answer a lot of questions. I know kids are gonna ask me, you know, what should I be doing, how should I be doing it? And I need to, I need to be a voice for them because, you know, I I played very well in high school and wasn't recruited. Because I didn't ask questions, I didn't understand how to ask questions. I didn't know who to ask questions to. So I, I want to be the person that I didn't have. Simple. That's great. So, that's and, I, awesome. and I think, like you said, just just the process of getting familiar <clears throat> with a combine event. I think that alone right. is is reason enough for if you're a high school kid, that's why you need to do this. Yeah, you need to show because up. He, he, look, maybe you're fast and you know you're fast, but. You got you got to come out here and and see what the event is like because the more the more you do it the more comfortable you feel the more confident you can feel when you go to a big time event like a seven on seven tryout or the Under Armour event or whatever it is you know what yeah. I mean so like these are these are such a this is great that you're doing it for the high school yeah, and middle school kids yeah, so that they get a chance and to do it and what I, what else I wanted to do was have kids from D.C. Maryland and Virginia. Playing in Ashburn, you get a mix of Ashburn kids all the time. You're kind of washed. Yeah, I know, right? You're washed. You're very washed. And you go to Richmond, and yeah. it's a tough game. Yeah. You, know, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think this will provide a bridge where, yes, yes, the off season, yeah, but you you know, the kids from DC will play a little different. Maryland kids play a little different. Yeah. So so when we're out there doing them drills, expect it to be a little different. Yeah. So I want these kids, to, you know. Get some flavor in that Kool-Aid, you know. Yeah, <laughs> from everywhere. Because even, even if you're from DC and Maryland, you need to know what's going on in Virginia. Yeah. Hey, at the end of the day, they're getting recruited too. Yeah, it's absolutely. A big board. Absolutely. It's a big board. Absolutely. You know, it's a I, I big think board. I think that's one of those things that that kids they kind of feel themselves a little bit because if you're in the Ashburn bubble or the Maryland bubble or yeah. the DC bubble, you start to think, man, this is this is it. This is this is where high school football is, and then you don't realize in Texas, like in the same division. You had to beat Jacquez Rogers and his brothers. And then if you beat them, then you had to beat the Bennett brothers. And if you beat them, then you had to go beat. Like, it's crazy out there down there in Texas. Yeah. But even in here, like, I, I grew up in Silver Spring, Maryland, played at Good Council High School. And we, we banged our heads against DeMatha and St. John's and Gonzaga all day. And then I come out here to Ashburn. And these Ashburn kids are like, yo, this is where it's at, Ashburn football. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> what? Right? right? So, so I, and then, you know, I... I helped out with the Virginia Academy. My boy Antoine Randall L. started the Virginia Academy. I think you yeah. worked with some of the Virginia Academy yeah, kids. kids. Yeah, yeah, they ended up going kids. to different schools. But I remember the first time they played good counsel because we got them on the schedule. They were like, yo, they, Chris, there's no way these kids are freshmen. I'm like. Yeah, they still the, talk about you, that. Yeah, I know yeah, a couple of them kids. You they know still what? Talk about like, that. they're freshmen. 
That's yeah. that's what the world is. The world is bigger than Ashburn. So right. so so again, like not only do these kids get to come to these events and get familiar with the way that the event is run, but also just to kind of get a taste of what else is out there other than their boys here in Ashburn. Yeah. I think that's an awesome. That's a great value that they're going to be able to to be able to humble themselves a little bit. Hopefully, learn a lot, learn and a then lot. and then come back even better. You know. Yeah, yeah. that's the aim. that's the aim. Yeah, that question. Hey, but if you did grow up in Ashburn recently, you had to face John Allen, so that was fun. That was a treat. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> so he's talent. Look, there's talent. There's, there's, let, there's, let me say this. I'll say there's I'll talent say the everywhere, right? man. There's talent it's just everywhere. How concentrated I'll say that the talent is everywhere. Like you have your John Allen and your Alex Carters and your Cam Serenay and your, your Trace McStorleys out there. The difference is at Good Counsel, they're all on one team. Right. You had you had right. Kendall Fuller and Stefan Diggs and Jelani Jenkins all on one team. Right. Not to mention the twenty five other guys that also went D one. Right. You know what I mean? Like so out here in Ashburn and, and I'm not trying to say that there's anything wrong with Ashburn football. Right. They but do this a is, great this job. Is, this is all but that's the a difference like, between the, the private best, school and public school. The yeah. best player in your area, like there are other areas where that guy exists times twenty on one team. <laughs> yeah. And like that's the yeah. crazy yeah, thing. Some of yeah. these guys putting up all these numbers would be Third stringers, and so you got to get out. You got to yeah. get out. You got to like, go. A perfect, perfect and, example and of this. And again, I'm not. I'm not trying to bash these kids, but a perfect example of this would be that that funk kid that came out of Damascus last year, and now he's at Maryland. I mean, he was running for like five touchdowns a game last year, playing for some three A school or four A school in, in Maryland, and now he's at. He now he's with the Terps, and what is he doing? You know what I mean? Because right. it's a it's a bigger world out there, you know. Yeah. And so, the point is. Get out there to these events because not only will you get familiar with what the style of the event is run and how the drills are, are, are supposed to be run, but you're going to get a taste of what else is out there. And, and hopefully it encourages you and inspires you, motivates you to up your game. No yeah. doubt. So where can kids go to sign up for this event? I mean, go to my uh, – you can go to my Instagram, uh, savage underscore program. Um, the link is in the bio. Um, you can go to my website, eliteathleticprogram.com. Um, and there's there's a register page right just for the combine flyer and everything is up there. Um, and if you're a coach or a parent or an aunt or uncle, a girlfriend that really supports your boyfriend's uh, mission <laughs> in football, there's also a way you can sponsor an athlete because I know there's there's some it's Christmas time. Yeah. Some athletes can't make it, and there's there are people and parents with hardships. So um, you know if there's a business out there that you know you might want to scholar a kid in. That's give cool. us a shout it's on there um, just type in information we'll get back to you and um, we'll make it happen that's awesome oh yeah Coach Martino Savage appreciate the time you're on the show thanks for coming on thanks again to Coach Savage for coming through definitely appreciate his time um, and again you just heard all the info where you can sign up for his combine if you're in the D.C. Maryland Virginia area or you, you want to travel to the D.C. Maryland Virginia areas for those combines coming up this winter. You got plenty of stuff of your own coming up, though. Yeah. The Vertimax Summit is sold out, but yeah, so we've the, created more space. There's, there's a lot. There's a lot going on. So December 2nd is the Vertimax Certification uh, Summit or the Vertimax Certification Day down in Richmond yes. at Onyx Elite, and it is sold out, but... Um, by popular demand, we've added a few more spots to allow people to come so in. It was sold yeah. out. <laughs> it was sold out, but we we opened it up to more, and we're actually going to get two more master trainers, um, Steve Leo from Parisi Speed up in New Jersey, and our, our friend Vinny Scolo, 
who we had on the podcast oh, nice. a couple couple episodes ago. He's going to come down. Now I'm extra super duper bummed that I can <laughs> yeah, go. Yeah. So, so, yeah, it's going to be a great day. If you're already signed up, then it's going to be a great day. If you haven't signed up, take advantage because it's not only a chance to learn a little bit more about just the Vertimax, but, you know, now you have two other guys who you're going to be able to pick the brains of just – Guys who have been in the industry who have opened up their own gyms and are super successful at what they do, you know, this is a, an incredible opportunity to go in there and ask whatever questions that you want, you know, not just particularly about Vertimax, although yeah. that's uh, that's the theme for the day. So we got that December 2nd. This weekend, we, we're, we're full at uh, the works with my Ia Carney. Um, it's going to be on Sunday. We've got a session going on at 1 o'clock. 2.30 and 4 o'clock, we're going to go over some corrective exercise techniques. And I thought this was a great idea just just for me, you know, working with Maia and I see some of the, the boot campers that she has come in. And, you know, the, the boot camp style classes are great. I mean, it's, it's, it's great for somebody who needs to be more active, who wants to lose weight, has fitness goals. But what's missing in those boot camp classes a lot of times, and it's not necessarily just the fault of the trainer, but it's just the style of that class. When you have... 30 other people in there with you it's tough to you know get the type of attention that you need from a corrective exercise yeah type of type of no uh standpoint so what we want to do on sunday is make the group smaller we've limited the group's participation to uh eight people per group and i'm really going to address just some of the major uh movement deficiencies that we deal with all the way from ankles knees hips back neck shoulders just teach people how to you know, um, take control of that and, and, you know, work on these things on their own, address their posture issues, address their flexibility issues, things like that. So that's going to go on Sunday. And then I'm really, really super excited about the Onyx winter training program that we have yeah. for soccer players. I don't think we've talked about this on, on yeah, the Yeah, we, ha- we haven't. Um, you got too so, much stuff, man. We chill I, out. I know, I, I know. It's crazy. I, I can't remember all this stuff. I I can barely, trust me, I can barely. <laughs> they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. Remember you're coming here this weekend. I like, I'm like, uh, oh, yeah, that's right. I am yeah. here this weekend. I'll see you <laughs> that's then. That's right. So December 18th to 22 is going to be our first week. And then January 1 through 6 is going to be our second week. And kind of the dream behind this was to um, offer up the same type of combine training and pre-draft training and off-season training for soccer players that you see all the time with basketball and football. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my partner down at Onyx Elite is Aguchi Inyewu, uh, another friend of the podcast. Yes. Um, so he... He and I, he actually approached me. He said, you know, you're doing all this for football. You're doing all this for basketball. Who's doing this for soccer? I said, I don't know. Nobody, yeah. I guess. Yeah. And so and so, it was our dream to be able to put this on, something that is high quality, something that is going to be specific to a soccer player to help them with their needs, um, to, to give them the speed and agility and the strength training that's appropriate for a soccer player, um, and then give them the technical, the technical training that they need on the ball, um, that's why we're going down to Florida so that we can train on grass instead of turf. It's hard mm. to find. It's hard to find a place to train that's not on turf here on the East Coast in December and January. So that's why yeah. we're going down to Florida, and, and then he's gonna, you're going to get the tactical training as well. Being able to to watch film with somebody like Gucci or you know some of the other pros that we have coming down there. Um, it's just a great, great opportunity for young soccer players and even some of our soccer vets that that want high quality training, but don't necessarily know where to go. This is going to be a a big a big thing for us, and hopefully we can grow it. Yeah, no, that sounds awesome. Where um where can people go to sign up for that? Like, what's I know you obviously have the flyers and stuff on Instagram, but yeah, so it's actually it's actually a weird thing because 
that event is actually invite only. <laughs> so we've, we've put it out there. Um, we've gotten a, a bunch of people that have reached out. We've opened up a few slots. Um, I actually have to talk to Gucci today to talk <laughs> to him about what we have left. But we really wanted to make it for players who are either first or second year of the MLS, young guys, and, and guys who are coming out of college getting ready for the MLS draft, which is mid-January. Okay. So just uh, we, we really wanted to target those players. So it's not something that anybody can sign up for, at least gotcha. not this year, because we wanted to make it pretty specific. Uh, or we wanted to make it for a specific group, um, master it this year, and then next year we can open it up to more people. Yeah, because I think of like college players looking for an offseason program, things like that. There's, yeah, there's a ton of them. And, and even players who used to play in college and maybe they're in the NASL or USL and they're trying to break into an MLS team or, right. you know, trying to find somewhere to train. Like this is this is a great opportunity. But again, I, I don't mention it too much because it is something that's invite only. We, we're looking for 20 guys and that's it. We're going to cap right. it, you know. Right. That's a cool project. Um, all right. So is that is that everything we got? It's like everything through January because I think we just covered half of the days available between now and January. <laughs> yeah, um, I uh, think that's. I, I think that's about it. I mean, obviously we've got Thanksgiving, so yeah, we're gonna crush some turkey. I'm gonna I'm gonna lay low on the turkey this year. Probably just have a bite. I probably I haven't told you this, but since last since last Monday, I weighed in, and I'll admit I kind of let myself go a little bit, partly because, look. Uh, I haven't made it in any way, but I can at least like eat what I want to eat whenever I want to eat it. <laughs> so, and yeah. that's something that I couldn't afford before right. ever in my life. So I kind of let myself go a little bit and it wasn't over like whatever. It was probably over the last two years or so, just slowly gaining weight and not really working out as hard. So last Monday I weighed myself in. I was right at 199. So I was like, whoa, I don't want to be over 200. Yeah. So I was at 199 last Monday, which is, I guess, 11 days ago and today i weighed in at 193 so i'm down six pounds hey. so i just want to keep that going through the through the thanksgiving i've been i've been chronicling chronicling i've been journaling everything that i've been eating and, and i just amazing. i kind of want to see how it goes like for the next two months these these eight weeks up until new year's day how much weight i can lose what i can do that that was realistic and then and then you know come december 31st or, or january 1st i'll be able to Tell everybody what I did, what I did for workouts, what I did for for eating, yeah. and you know, for for people who, you know, you don't necessarily have to be completely obese to make changes. You know, for for me, right. I'm pretty healthy, I'm pretty pretty strong, I'm pretty fit, but I could be better. So I wanted to at least lose 15 pounds by the end of the year. I'm almost halfway there already after two weeks. Um, so yeah, that that's going to be something else that that I'm looking forward to. That'll be a great uh, sharing all that information. Too. Um, cause we, it's actually something that I had someone recently say, like, you guys talk about all this really cool, like high end training stuff on the pod, but like, what about training regular people? And uh, my answer was, look, the same principles apply. Like the stuff we talk about can be scaled down to non-athlete levels. The intensity can change. However, the, the demands can change. But when it comes to really that weight loss, you know, focused kind of programming we really haven't talked about that yet so yeah i guess that's a that's a future date for us on a podcast um that we'll do sometime around january 1st yeah and maybe maybe we just need to feature some of the other people who 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 we work with because yeah. you know look, there's tons of people that we work with that are not elite athlete world champion you know what i mean and they get yeah. this they get awesome results from the the programs that 
that we put out there because they learn how to move better. They know how to take care of themselves. Yeah. They, they are, are more pain free from what they're used to and, and they can do, yeah. they can do things that they, they, they couldn't do or that they restricted themselves from before. And I, I think like, there's nothing that we've said on this podcast that is specific only to professional athletes. Correct. Everything that we do is a systematic approach. It's it's those principles over methods, and those principles work whether you're the soccer champion or the soccer mom. So you know, there's there's nothing on here that's going to be right. hey, this is great information, but guess what? You can't do this stuff. Right. You know? I, and that's what I explained to whoever it was I was asking was just like my goal with any person I work with is movement quality. Yep. And whether that quality needs to be sprinting at a world-class pace or being able to move around your house without pain, like my goals don't change as a trainer. I'm trying to make you move better. And along the way, there's going to be weight loss or whatever it is, you know, getting stronger or whatever it is that you need. But like if you had to boil it down to one thing, like it's probably that. It's so. Yeah, definitely movement quality. We have to get things to, to move better, to be more balanced to be symmetrical we need the the mobile joints to be mobile right. we need the stable yeah, joints, joints to be stable, stable. Right. i mean it, it's it's pretty simple i mean it, there's nothing different like there's no secrets yeah um and there's nothing that that just this person can do and this person can't like it it's all it's all scalability um so with that the future podcast stuff in mind we've got some good ones coming up for you guys um Drew Hanlon from Pure Sweat is going to be on Probably in the next couple of weeks. Drew's schedule is, is insane, as you can imagine. If you watch his YouTube series, Unseen yep. Hours, you, there's, there's a lot of hours, uh, and, and most of them are taken. Yep. Um, but once we catch up with Drew, he said he's going to hop on with us. And then who else we got coming on? We've got Dave Copeland-Smith coming on from, from Beast Mode Soccer. Um, if you're a, a fan of soccer, especially women's soccer, then your favorite player is is somebody that probably works with him. Yes. Uh, including girls like Alex Morgan. Her to her. Uh, Kristen Press. Heard of her. Yeah. So, you know, if, if, if scored you scored some goals. Yeah. Too. Yeah. So uh, just a great conversation. Somebody who um, came over here from England and never thought that he would make a career doing what he's doing now. But somebody who's just like Drew, awesome at what he does, man. He really he really yeah. does a good job connecting with people and teaching people the game. No doubt about it. Um, got some nutritional-based stuff coming up as well. So we got all kinds of different variety coming up, sports-specific, non-sports-specific. Um you know, as Chris just said, coming up around the new year, we'll talk a little bit more about he's, how his journey has gone over these, well, at that point will be eight weeks of weight loss. And, and so we'll get into some of that dieting-wise as well. Yeah, we, we're also going to have the brothers from Super Coffee on. I forget their yeah. names right now, but I, I, just wanted to awesome. I just wanted to shout them out real quick because part of what I've been doing over the last two weeks or so since I started this little diet thing is my morning breakfast was just one of these Super Coffee shakes. And for, for those of you guys who don't know this, the product is Super Coffee. The, the name of the company is Suniva, S-U-N-N-I-V-A. And um, basically, it's coffee mixed with some protein, mixed with uh, some MCTs from coconut oil. And it's freaking amazing. Yeah. It's something that I used to make, just like coffee, throw some protein in there. Yeah. You know, A but coconut oil. Yeah. Yeah. But, bulletproof coffee. Right. It's bulletproof coffee, but it's ready to drink. It tastes great. It tastes uh, it tastes good. The thing for me is I've noticed like my focus goes through the roof. Yeah. And I am ADD as they come. <laughs> yeah. And all of a sudden, I am lasered in. Yeah. Like my morning clients are like, what is what? Like uh, they've actually noticed. Yeah. Which so, is amazing. Yeah. So, so Where that's has something. has been all my life. 
and, and it's a. Uh, I think the black coffee one. I don't know if I gave you any of the you black gave coffee me ones. One of the black coffee. Shows. Those. I think those are only ninety calories. Yeah. So I've been I've been watching my calories obviously with this, but you know for for ninety calories for my breakfast and that keeps me going. It gives me the energy I need, the focus I need. Yeah. Man, it's been it's been a game changer for me for sure over the last couple of weeks. So we're gonna get those brothers on so they can talk a little bit more about their product, how it came to be, and I'm super excited about that one too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm pr- I'm pumped about that as well. They actually we're tweeting back with uh, back and forth with them today after chris had given me some to try so that i think they're going to send me some so i appreciate that for sure i'm excited to hear more about the science behind it all i know right now is that it works i don't know how i just know that all of a sudden i can focus <laughs> on something for more than three and a half seconds at a time uh so all that's coming up in, in future editions appreciate you listening to this one as always subscribe and rate the pod on itunes or soundcloud or stitcher however you consume the pod. Appreciate that. Share it if you like it, um, whether it's Instagram, Twitter. Tag us. Um, hashtag train with the best. And then at Trainer Gorez on Instagram and Twitter for Chris. At Craig Hoffman on Twitter. At Craig underscore Hoffman on Instagram for me. I think that's all we got. That's it. That's all. This is the Train with the Best podcast. Peace.